Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, if you want to listen to the full Burt Show every day uninterrupted, we got no ads on that thing. All you have to do is become a bonus BS subscriber. That's bonus Burt Show. Find out more at thebirdshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. If I have this right, Abby just said that she would want me to give away everything I have earned for me to look like Matt Wright. <laughs> That's not was what that, I said. I would, <laughs> I would give everything away for Matt Wright to come and be on the show, but... <laughs> I don't know if I want him to be your replacement. I said I would give up all of this to look like Matt Reif, and she said I would too, meaning like you would give away what I have <laughs> built for me to look like Matt Reif. Uh. No, I meant, no, I meant that I everything. would give up everything to look like Matt Reif. We were talking about him earlier this morning, so he came back up, and I didn't really know all that much about him, and I started watching his videos, and I'm like, this is just not fair. Like, God is like... He gave him great looks, and he's funny. There's got to be something super wrong with this doodle uh, somewhere down the line. You should only be able to get one. I feel that way about Natalie Portman, who is beautiful, talented actress, speaks several languages, went to Harvard. I'm like, no, you don't get all of that. You can pick maybe two. I'll let you be attractive and in movies. It's logic. It's It's the balance of life, too, so... I mean, God did extra on this dude, so he did way less for somebody else. I don't know if it was God. I think it was Dr. G-O-D. That is what they mean when they say God giveth and God taketh away. All right, so Abby has a podcast called The Breakup Breakdown. She'll tell you about that, but there still are some that are unsolved breakups. Yes, so every time I end a season, I have like this batch of submissions that I've looked into, I've DM'd people, I've called up private investigators to figure out what happened in these relationships. And you know what? I'm not God. I can't make every story happen. I can't always get answers, but some of these genuinely keep me up at night. So the podcast itself is a series of interviews with people that were in bad breakups and they tell their side and they're jaw dropping. Horrible. Oh my gosh. And the ones that I've been interviewing for the upcoming one, I'm starting to drop next week. They're so dramatic. It's amazing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, every now and then there's some loose ends and I basically have all these submissions that I wish I could have figured out, but I can't. So we will just try to guess what we think might have happened. We're going to come to our own conclusions. So this first one that I have, it's a submission about a couple where one of them might have cheated on the other while living abroad. So it was this couple that went to high school together. They started dating freshman or sophomore year. On again, off again, always ended up back together. They go to college together. And then turns out she got pregnant. Everything seemed to be working out for them, though. They bought a house, had a baby, started a family, moved to another state, and then they got engaged. No issues. Everything's great. Then out of nowhere, they decided to sell all their belongings and move to Costa Rica. They hyped it up on social media. They started talking about working to live instead of living to work. They even created an Instagram account where they were posting pretty regularly about their adventures. It was supposed to last several months. And then after six weeks or so... The girl posted a picture with the son back in the U.S. The last point on their jo- the last post on their joint account said nothing about leaving Costa Rica. The girl started posting pics with just herself and her son, but it was kind of weird. 
Fast forward, and the guy's mom's posts about him for the first time, and he's engaged to somebody else. Ooh. Four days later, the guy in the new his and four days later, the guy and his new fiance have a gender reveal. Crazy. Did he meet her in Costa Rica? Is she the reason they broke up? I'm so perplexed as to what happened. Well, so we don't know if she's Costa Rican or not. We have no mm-hmm. idea if they met down there. Where else would he have met her? Uh, we don't know. So she's the, the one detail that I skipped over, which I'm like, oh, does this even matter? Apparently, she looks really similar to the first girl that he was engaged to. So I I don't know what these people look like because uh, I, I don't remember. I, I DM a lot of people. But, uh, so, so in a case like this, do you follow back up trying to get answers or is this a cold case now? I always do one follow up because I don't want to get reported for harassment because okay. then I won't be able to DM people and then I won't have a podcast and it'll suck. Um, but I always give them two chances. I do one and then I wait like a couple of months and then I go back in. I'm like, hey, still thinking about your breakup every night. Can other people DM on your behalf? No. I mean, yeah. No, that is harassment. From, from, a, from a burner account. Yes, yeah, different account. Yeah. For, for legal purposes, I am not encouraging this. Okay, this one is about middle school sweethearts that got engaged and then the girl soft launched her breakup on her Snapchat. So this couple had been together since middle school and everyone was jealous of their relationship. They're so happy. They never had to be single. It was wonderful. He was super attractive, smart, all-star athlete. She was the genius. She wanted to be a lawyer and he an accountant. It was the suburban dream. They decided to go to the same college together um, and everything seemed great. They announced their engagement and everyone was so excited for them because they'd been together for like 10 years. And then one day... In late 2022, she posted on her Snapchat story a piece of a picture of her niece wearing a shirt that said, my mom's taken, but my aunt, which is this girl, is hot, smart and single. My jaw hit the floor. I went to check her Instagram and they both deleted their pictures together. Mm. Remember, they've been together for a decade and she changed her Instagram bio to if you're going to be stupid, you better be tough. Ooh. <laughs> it sounds Damn. like she's wow. sending a message. If you're going to be stupid, you better be tough. I know. So maybe he did something stupid. Maybe he <laughs> cheated on her, probably. <laughs> That's always our, yeah. our default. We're always yeah. sitting there. We're like, he, the somebody cheated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. All right. You can check it out where? It's on anywhere you get your podcast. It's called The Breakup Breakdown. The Burt Show. <laughs> so if you know the um, boss is cheating, right, or it is in a marriage that um, just is just sideways and he's got one over here, or she's got one over here and one over here, can you trust them in business is the question. Can you separate the two? one eight five five Burt Show if you got a strong opinion on this because this is the email that we got. Hey, I feel like you guys uh, could have PhDs in infidelity, considering how often you cover it on the show. Great. Um, okay. Uh, that's wh- It's true, though. It is true, man. It does feel like every day. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm reaching out to you guys today. I'm thinking about backing out of a business deal because of my partner's affair. A coworker and I have recently begun to discuss leaving our company and setting up our own business. We haven't put our notices in, so I prefer to keep our profession somewhat vague. It's important to know we've worked together for several years, and she has excellent knowledge in our field. I was ready to go all in. I really think us branching out on our own could be the break we both need from a financial and fulfillment perspective. Then I discovered that she is going through a divorce because she cheated on her husband. This wasn't a one-night stand. 
but at least a year-long affair. That means a year of lies and a year of betrayals. From the details I have, he was a wonderful partner. She just had an itch that needed to be scratched and then got caught. This gives me serious pause about starting our business together. I have all kinds of alarm bells going off all over her trustworthiness, integrity, and character. If she's willing to cheat on the one person she swore to love and stay faithful to for life, how do I know she's not going to cheat on me? I'm trying to separate the personal from the business, but it's virtually impossible. Would you be able to move forward with the business partnership if you found out your partner was unfaithful and cheated on their spouse? Spouse. Spouse. On their spouse. That's why you want to do a commencement speech for kindergartners. <laughs> All, right. All right. Where do you guys stand on this? Uh, one eight five five Birch Show. It sounds a little judgy because you do you really know what the circumstances were in the marriage? You will never know all the details and the ins and outs of another person's relationship or the reasoning behind a person's infidelity. Like it's you're just unless you lived it, you're not going to be able to fully understand it and comprehend it. So my answer is a hard no on that. Um, but I understand why it's giving her pause. Yeah, um, I remember we had a similar conversation uh, like this a while back, and I, I do remember feeling like. You can be a good business person and not necessarily the best uh, spouse. Like, I do think you mm -hmm. can't separate it. They don't necessarily have to coincide at the same time. I feel like I would see this as a sign. Like, if I were about to go into business with somebody and then I learned that they were unfaithful or unloyal to their partner, it, it might make me back up a little bit and think if this is somebody I really want to go into business with. Um, yeah. hold, sidebar, before you start, uh, you need to stand. Your watch is telling you it's time for you to stand. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Okay. <laughs> Tell me you have ADD without telling me you have ADD. How did you I see, you see that? Yes. All the way across right. the room. It's like, what? Sure, I just want to make sure you're healthy. No, man. I appreciate I'm that. Glad you stand. It says I'm almost there, okay. so I appreciate it. <laughs> so I think, I mean, if you look at some of the most successful people in like Hollywood, for example, those people are some of the worst spouses in the country. And yet here they are kicking ass, you know, making films and being incredible at business. So I don't think it necessarily means that just because they're a bad spouse, they would be a bad partner. Um, but I do think it speaks to their character. Like if they are, it shows that they're willing to lie to um, get what they want. It shows that they're willing to uh, breach a contract. Essentially, I mean, that's what marriage is. So I think it's definitely a red flag, but I don't think it's necessarily like a, a complete deal breaker. Mm. Now, I I'm going to have a little bit of a of a different take on this. And this is years and years and years ago when I was on the, uh, on the come up. All right. So hanging out with bosses that, uh, and it was, it was much more old boy network back then. So, Hey, come on, have a drink with us. Have a, a guy's night out with us, man, with the bosses, right? you go out, you hang out. And I, I will say from that experience, years and years and years ago, the bosses that would go out, buy women drinks that were married, uh, do their drugs in the bathroom, have the big time night out, right? And you could just tell they were trying to hook up. Weren't very trustworthy when it came to business. I got to be honest with you. I mean, you, I, I could see that in one night. Looking back at it, the way they treated those situations on that night mm -hmm. did speak something about their overall character. Well, I think there's something to be said about that. I mean, if somebody is willing to step out on their partner, it does mean that they 
it shows what they would do in a moment of temptation. So if that happens in business, yeah, I think it's fair to say that could happen. Yeah, I could see how somebody would feel like loyalty is loyalty. So like if you if you are a loyal person and you'd be loyal to not only your friends or not only your wife, but to your business people. So if you can't be loyal to your spouse, I could see how that would be a problem for business. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she can go to her and be like, okay, you need to explain yourself because this, <laughs> no. you, you, like, you know, again, that, why that, did you cheat? Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's the, the personal versus business. But I, I don't know if I would scrap the whole thing, but man... It's a sign. It makes you look the uh, a different way, for mm-hmm. sure. The Burt Show. All right, everything was going absolutely fine in their relationship until inherited money got in the way. It, it's so weird. So I have an acquaintance who has been married to her husband for over 20 years. It's like 23 years or something. And sadly, her mother passed away. And that's their, out of all of them, that's their last parent, right? So her Husband, and they've got two teenage kids. I think they're like 14 and 16 or something. Um, She's been talking about the money and giving some to the kids and like what they're going to do with it. And her husband's like, well, it's your money. And she goes, oh, you know, that's sweet, baby. Yes, quote, unquote, under law. It's my money if you inherit it. Mm -hmm. But she's like, it's the family money. It's our money. And he's like, no, this is your money. You should decide. And she she pushed back again. She was telling me, she's like, yes, I really appreciate you respecting that the money came from my mother, but this is our family. Like the money, we're going to put it in investments, set up the kids. We should take some to spend for us on a trip or something. Where do you want to go? And I'll move it into our joint accounts and stuff. And he keeps pushing back and says, no, you should keep it in your account. You should make sure the investments are in your name. It's your money. And it's gotten to the point where she's now starting to question and she was talking to me about it because she said at first it felt very sweet that he was being very respectful, um, even though she kept saying, don't worry about it. But now she's wondering if it's a red flag because it sounds to her and she's just brainstorming. The kids are getting older. They're going to be moving out in a couple of years, going to college. It almost sounds like he is trying to protect her, quote unquote, for when he leaves her because he doesn't want that money in their joint account with both their names. He thinks it's going to get messy. This is her speculating. Mm-hmm. She, she, she thinks he thinks it's going to get messy. So if she just leaves the money in her accounts and her name, it's her inheritance. They're not going to have to deal with splitting all that up when they divorce. No other indicators. They seem mm-hmm. very happy. There have been no red flags for her. But the way he's being so weird about the money, which is not an insignificant amount, but also not like, let's go buy a mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, for a lot of people, it would yeah. be life-changing, and it's a good chunk. Um, she doesn't know what to do because she's like, why are you being so weird about the cash? It's for our family. We've been together over 20 mm-hmm. years. Why wouldn't it be for our family? That seems like a giant leap though, for mm-hmm. her to jump after if they've been together for 20 plus years and there are no other indicators that he would like bounce on her for her to like jump to that conclusion. But what would the other reason be that he would be digging in his heels saying you need to keep that money in your name? That's your money when she's like, OK, I'll open a couple of investments in my name. But, you know, this is our retirement. What was the relationship like that he had with his mother-in-law? Good. Yeah. Fine. Hmm. And no- nothing super special. It's not yeah. like. He called her weekly or anything. They're just civil. It's fine. I, I can't think of another reason why that would be his his stance on it. Could it be maybe that he just has like a, one of those old school mentalities of it's not money that I earned, so I don't necessarily want to feel like I have any privilege to it? I mean, that's a great 
angle and I think you would be right except they've had a joint account for years and then she was a stay-at-home mom for a long time and he was the breadwinner so she used quote-unquote his money you know their money it's always been their money when it Mm. comes in that's what I was going to ask because if she was a stay-at-home mom and wasn't bringing in her own income maybe it was his way of saying like oh well you know you've never really had anything to buy for just yourself at any point like you stayed home with the kids like this is money for you whereas I was going to say if she was employed and like, you know, maybe she set aside money for herself to buy, to treat herself or whatever. It would be a little bit more bizarre, but I could see like my mom, I mean, this wouldn't have happened. <laughs> I'm just calling my mom poor on air. This would have happened to my mom's family, but my mom was a stay at home mom. And I could see my dad saying something mm-hmm. like that. If she had inherited some money, like, no, you go, you go yeah. treat yourself. You know, I, I could see that also. Like if she inherited the money, I could see me saying, hey, this was specifically earmarked for you. Somebody that has passed yeah. wanted you to spend this money the way you wanted to. So you deal with it the way you want. This is like literally the first explanation because we sat there and went down the get. We're like, what could it be? And the divorce thing was the only thing. I like this answer better. I think this that makes sense to me because she has huh. been a stay-at-home mom. And it's not like she asks permission to do things from her husband. But, of course, when you don't have your own income all the time, it's hard to take make those trips. Well, if you're nice and settled now, Brooke is going to shake you up. Hey, Brooke, <laughs> good morning. You're on the, you're on the Bird Show. It would, be, it would be awesome if it was that nice. But as you were reading it, that is the first thing that came to my mind was he is setting this up, trying to keep it clean, trying to be the good guy. And there's something coming down the line, and it's not good. <laughs> that is my first gut feeling. So the first red flag is if a guy appears to be doing the right thing and being nice, that there must be something behind it. Well, I mean, they share their money already, and they've had a joint account, and now he's all of a sudden just pushing this. I mean, I don't know any relationship where they would want to keep that stuff separate. She's want to have a vacation together, and he's just like, no, no, no. It's that's definitely a red flag if you ask me. It's weird atypical behavior, but you know, I'm gonna send this whole segment to her <laughs> minus Brooke's call. I'm gonna cut that <laughs> all in, and everything's gonna be great. It's the Bird Show. The Bird Show. Are men too soft now? <laughs> Are men too soft? One eight five five Bird Show. So as I was eavesdropping uh, on a conversation when I was in Toronto a couple of weeks ago, there was a table of about five women all in their mid-20s, about your age, Abby, um, all kind of similarly complaining about dudes being too soft now, right? That they can't make decisions. You know, they end up on a date. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? No, where do you want to go? No, where do you want to go? Guys are too sensitive now, too insecure, Um. One said something about not taking charge at all. And all of them, we sort of got in this conversation when we were in Dallas also, all of them agreed that, um, and maybe it's just because they're all very similar because they're all friends. They were all like sort of complaining about guys just being a little bit too soft now. (laughs) So I'm curious for women, was this an anomaly of a group that I was eavesdropping on or as a general rule do mid-20s that are dating or even in your 30s and you're dating now do you just kind of feel like dudes are just soft now? one 855 Well, that's how a lot of my friends feel and it's hard to not feel that way when you're on, for example, a dating app like Hinge and you're kind of really just asking for the bare minimum of hey, can you just make the first move and get the conversation started? And I was actually, you know, kind of going back through, through my Hinge when I was looking for voice prompts for our segment on Hinge to like roast them on the internet. But, um, and I was looking through all these guys that I had matched with and 
as a principal, I will match with them back, but I don't make the first move. And there's all these, you know, normal great guys who can't even send me a first message because maybe they're afraid of rejection or maybe they're just lazy. And I think we that's something that you notice online, but then you also start to notice patterns like that in real life too. Like I have friends who have been dating guys for a year and they won't say that they're dating. They're just exclusive. It's bizarre. Hmm. Ladies, you want to get in on this? one 855 Show. I'm curious if, um, I think guys are confused now. <laughs> um, I think that, there's been such an evolution, you know, in a very positive way for women. Especially post hashtag Me Too movement. Yeah, I mean. We've just, just trying to be respectful mm-hmm. of women and um, have equal conversations. Mm-hmm. So instead of being domineering or controlling, you try to take a step back and now that's being perceived as soft. I, I think that, that that might be some of it. That That could be, yeah. A layer, maybe a toned down aggression. A lot of I feel like a lot of men kind of are used to be a lot more aggressive at approaching women and at uh, initiating things with women. Whereas now, I, I think a lot of men think twice before they use that same type of aggression. Yeah, I don't know. One eight five five Bircho. That the word aggression doesn't feel right to me because um, I don't think we're talking about aggressive. I just think that it sounded. In this group of women, they just wanted dudes to be assertive, and for them, not being assertive felt soft well being assertive is is sexy from what i've seen online because lord knows i'm not in the dating game i I actually i really feel for men because it has to be a very confusing time right now because you are recalibrating and relearning almost how that sounds condescending and i really don't mean it to be but how to interact with women based off feedback you're hearing from women on social media on tiktok and everywhere and i really appreciate that and i think this table of women calling men soft I actually think it is a weird backhanded compliment because I think it shows that men are stopping and being like, all right, what do women want? How do they want to be interacted with? Let me figure it out. And I think it's this transitional phase. And I think we'll start to see some of this assertiveness come back because I think men are just trying to figure out the middle ground and how to act. And I really appreciate the thought being put into it. And I think you're just finding your bearings. Now, do you feel like they're soft or they're lazy? Because I think those are two different Mm. things. I think it's kind of a mix of both, honestly. I think sometimes that the fear of what a woman will think if they feel like it's going to be too aggressive. I think sometimes that's used as a cop out. You know, it's, it's an excuse to be comfortable essentially. Like if you're out at a bar and you see me across from it and you're thinking, well, I would like to approach that girl. She looks like normal and mentally stable. And you're thinking, well, no, if I approach her, she might think that she might be weirded out that I'm coming on to her. Um, I think that's, I think they're misplacing insecurities and using that as an excuse to not approach women. Here's caller Abby. Hey Abby, thank you for calling the bird show. Hi. Hey, yes. Um, I agree with a lot of what she just said. Um, being 25 and being kind of in that dating game at the time, um, I've found a very good guy now. But before then, it just seemed like guys were very indecisive, didn't really make decisions. Um, it was just kind of like, well, whatever you want to do or if you just want to come hang out. And I, I agree. It's just kind of there more on the standoffish side, not really knowing how to make decisions. I think dudes are are nervous to assume that they should be the one making decisions now um, because the messages I think you know, and here I am speaking for all men because that's what I do. Um, <laughs> I think the messages are, are sort of mixed now. Um, and because 
I think men are interpreting like, hey, this is a time of equality or getting closer to equality that I'm not going to make plans. I'm going to ask her what she wants to do. And it sounded to me like on this table, it was like, just do it. Like, I want to vote in this thing. Just do it, man. Stop second guessing yourself. I think a lot of the men second guess themselves. Like I know what like what Abby is saying about approaching with my friends that are still in the dating game. When I'm out, I have to like uh, encourage them to approach a woman. They won't just do it. Like I, I think she's attractive, but I don't want I don't you don't want to get rejected, like you said, or you don't want uh, you don't want to seem aggressive because a lot of times you feel like women don't go out for that. You don't go out to be hit on all the time. So it's like, what do you do in that situation? I think there is a lot of confusion on how men are supposed to react in those situations. Here's Caitlin. Good morning, Caitlin. Thanks for joining the convo. What's up? Good morning. Um, I just wanted to say that um, I'm coming out of a four-year relationship, and I'm getting back into the dating scene. And what I'm seeing is that it's not necessarily that guys are getting soft, but I feel like society as a whole is changing in the reversal of, I would say, lack of better term, a gender role. Mm -hmm. So instead of the men being the one to take charge and paying and making sure that everything is all set, now there's a woman that they have to now take charge and be set. And it's the same expectations that women once had on men. But it's now it's reversed. Uh, my friend who's recently divorced and she's back in the dating game, um, and she's not in her 20s, she's older, but she says what she has noticed about the guys that she's meeting on dating apps is that they're very insecure and needy. Mm, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Hey, Nikki, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thank you for calling. What's up? Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I just want to say I definitely feel like the guys today are a little bit soft. I've had guys say they want to be like passenger princesses and stuff, and I'm like, but baby, you're the driver. So <laughs> if you want to lead, you have to show me that you're capable of leading, and I'll be willing to follow. They say they want a traditional woman, but are you a traditional man? It's simple as that. So for years, I think that men were driving, and then I think the messages now are like, hey, ask me if you want me to drive or not. So now guys are asking, and what you're saying is, just drive. Just drive. Like, no, don't ask me. I don't want to do it. You need to lead me, and I'll just follow. Like, simple. So we got into this conversation in Dallas about the masculine and feminine. So there there are a bunch of books out there of, like, getting into your gender roles now, and a man should lead, um, a man should schedule, allowing a woman to naturally, this is according to the book that I'm listening to, get into her feminine, right? So it's on the guy to be this sort of leader of the family. And in that way, you can achieve polarity. Mm, That's a... I don't agree with it. (laughs) I'm just listening to it. It's a very patriarchal stance mm-hmm. which that's fine I, there's nothing wrong like that just call her she if she wants the man to lead the family and her to follow literally zero things wrong i just think you do need to be in a relationship where you need to ask because if you're matched up with a woman like who doesn't want that well then now you've got problems and that's where they'll be like stop being so aggressive or whatever and so i think we really have to it's hard we always blanket mm-hmm. statement i think men and women and i think we're at a point where we're like everyone woman and every one man is so different are mm-hmm. looking for different things. There is no one size fits all solution. I think that speaks volumes that my feminine energy is based on a man's masculinity. Like, I don't feel like my feminine energy should be mm. determined by a man. Yeah, I'm only halfway through it, so I don't even know if I represented it right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sam, good morning. You're on the Bird Show. Hi. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I- 
I think it's like a combination of uh, laziness, insecurity, and uh, they're just soft because they don't have to work for us women as much anymore. I mean, what's the first thing we do? Everybody goes on social media. You're already seeing what you're getting. You're putting everything out there. What did it work for? If I'm already seeing what I'm getting and I'm seeing everything that's around me, why do I have to work for you if you're going to give it away to everybody else? I think it's the value of what we put out with each other is vice versa. The roles are all reversed. Y'all, we're putting out there our, all of our business and everything, and there's no mystery to it. You agree with that, Abby? I, I, yes, to an, ex, a, an extent, for sure. I, I, when it comes to, like, the masculine and, fem, and feminine, I think there's some truth to it, but I'm also a conventionally traditional mm-hmm. feminine woman and not, again, like Cassie said, not everyone's looking for that. I just happen to be looking for a man who is in the driver's seat. <laughs> okay. So if you are out there, hit me up in six months when I'm ready to date again. You need to have a license to date, Abby. There you go. <laughs> the Burt Show. So what do you do if you're getting remarried and not all the kids want to go to your, your wedding? <laughs> I can see how you could be conflicted. A little bit. So her, uh, my friend's ex-husband is getting remarried and only one of the three kids wants to attend the wedding. Ooh. And she doesn't know what her role is hmm. as mom and as, as ex-wife and if she should encourage them to go to the wedding, mm-hmm. force them to go to the wedding, or let them make their own decisions. That's a friend of yours? Yes. Okay, Deets. All right, so as far as the kids' ages go, we're talking about in between the ages of 9 and 14, okay? And one of the kids wants to attend, and the other two have no desire to whatsoever. I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty of the relationship, okay? Their relationship with their father. Um, but that this is the decision that they have made. Uh, my friend has been very good about trying to mind her P's and Q's when it comes to speaking of uh, when it comes to speaking about him because that is the father of her children. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's definitely been some issues between the two of them, but her her priority has always will always be the kids and their well being. So here we are. Fast forward. Divorce has been finalized for a couple of years now. And he is getting remarried. And one of the kids is very excited. And the other two, not so much. And they don't want to attend. And you can't define the relationship with the two kids that don't want to go to the wedding. You'd rather not. I would rather not. Okay. Because it, that's, it's, there's. That, that plays a part in it. I know for it plays sure. a part in it. But here's the deal. Uh, they don't want to go for a reason. Mm. Like, so it's not that they're feeling conflicted about loyalties. No. There's. It's personal. <laughs> it's, 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 it's their, it's, okay. it has everything to do with their relationship okay. with their father. Right. Okay. Not going to go into the deets, but, um, and it's nothing like, we're not talking abuse or anything like that. Like, I don't want, like, obviously I wouldn't have even brought this to the table if it was something that extreme. They just don't have the best relationship. So my friend, she doesn't know if she should let the kids make this decision on their own. I mean, they are, they're all minors, okay? Because mm-hmm. we're, we're talking about 14 and younger. If she should let them make the decision on their own Damn. or if she should, like, you're going to regret not being there, you should go. And he's of the mindset, if they want to be there, great. If they don't, they don't. Mm. Wow. Well, that speaks volumes. Um, dang, I'm so conflicted with some kind of advice here because uh, I feel like I felt this from a couple of different angles. A... He's earned the relationship that he has with those kids right now. Mm-hmm. This didn't happen overnight. So they have feelings based on the relationship that he's earned. Mm-hmm. So if they're ambivalent about going because of their relationship, he's earned that. And as the adult, you got to embrace that. But also as the co-parent, 
I would want to advise him, like, I, I wouldn't want to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I would hear him out, and I would suggest that, that, that they go, not knowing the details, though. <sighs> you just never want to talk crap about your co-parent, ever, 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 ever. And if she hasn't done that and they've made this decision by themselves, I would still suggest that they go, but not demand that they go. Yeah, that's exactly where I was at with it. I, I um, It's tough, but I would suggest it. I would feel like as the co-parent, I should at least do that much and be genuine in my suggestion. But I wouldn't force them. I remember being a kid and being forced to go places I didn't want to go. And my parents kind of looked at it like, oh, you don't know any better. You're a kid. But as that kid, I, I felt like I did know better. And I knew that I didn't want to go. And I knew why I didn't want to go. So I, I wouldn't force it upon them. Mm-hmm. I would just suggest it and let the cards play as they will. I don't see any reason to force them to go because the only reason I was going to advocate for them to go is, I mean, this is kind of an adult decision to to take a step back from uh, going to your dad's wedding. And so I would say that involves some kind of adult response. So I was going to suggest that the that the kids, if they don't want to go, they have they should tell their dad why not. But if the dad is indifferent about them being there right. and they don't want to go, then really, like, who's winning here? You yeah. know what I mean? It just seems like they they would be getting forced to go for the principle of it. If the dad is indifferent about his own kids being at his wedding, it speaks volumes of the way that he's parented those kids. You said it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nicole, good morning. You're part of the Burt Show. Hi. Hey, Burt. Good morning. Hey, everybody. Hey. Um, I wouldn't, I'm with everyone else on the show. I wouldn't make them go. The two that don't want to go, I wouldn't make them go. Because if she does make them go or the dad makes them go, you're then essentially teaching them to people, please. And that's mm. not the road to travel down. That's a great And point. I would also tell the mom to also let the two know who don't want to go. Don't be upset with the one who yeah. does want to go. Oh, yeah. The Good one point. Yep. Go, don't be upset with the two that don't want to go. They are dealing with it how they choose to, and there's no right or wrong way with how they deal with however their parents' marriage dissolved or whatever happened. Everyone is, has a right to the way they deal with it. No one's right or wrong. Thank but you for that. Them. That is great advice, Nicole. Thank yeah. you for calling. Appreciate Thank you. The Burt Show. You want birth control? You could go to your doctor. You can get yourself some drugs, prescription medications for that, or you could just hang out with kids. And (laughs) it's more natural childbirth, and that'll do it sometimes. Exactly. And I'm not sure if you all have seen videos where people will post their kids doing something so crazy that's so terrible, and in the comments they say, well, my baby fever's gone. Mm -hmm. Natural birth control just can't do that. Is it like those videos where the kids get into, like, some white paint, and the mom walks into a room, and, like, the entire couch is covered in paint, and the floor and the rug is covered in paint, and the children from head to toe Mm -hmm. are covered in paint? Yes. Videos like that. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, Mm -hmm. mine is that baby that covered himself in peanut butter that everyone thought was so funny. <laughs> everyone was like, ha ha, so cute. I saw a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and so I experienced my own sort of nightmare. And this all happened because I was watching Sweet Sweet Jimmy. Oh, Lord. What? Did, well, no, oh, it, no. man. Look no. at you. Your kid put her in a retirement. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now Katie is in this club where we've seen Crackhead Jimmy. <laughs> Like, I was scared of kids before. After seeing Crackhead Jimmy, I was like, yep, I'm going to tie up my ovaries. <laughs> See, I Put her ovaries in a retirement. <laughs> I think I could probably handle Crackhead Jimmy a little bit. And majority of the time that I am around Jimmy, he is a delight. Now, he, for those that don't know, Jimmy is Kristen's son. And when they refer to him as Crackhead, it's just that there are certain times during the day or if he, he has drugs. sugar. No, and he does, we, don't, we don't do sugar in our house. So if he does have any type of sugar anywhere, <laughs> it, all it takes is two bites and he's very 
energized. Um, <laughs> Spirited. Yeah, but um, crackhead Jimmy is Jimmy with no nap. Because my, oh, yeah. I, and I'm, we are very fortunate. That doesn't happen often. My kid, like clockwork, goes down at 1.30 or goes down at 2 and doesn't get up till 4.30 or 5. Like he takes a solid three-hour nap. I am jealous. Every single day. <laughs> so if it doesn't happen... You eat crackhead, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, we weren't doing drugs out back. You just needed to sleep. <laughs> and I thought I could handle the different versions of Jimmy because I've also seen Meltdown Jimmy. Yep. And we, we make it work, you know? Find a way to soothe him, and, like, in a couple minutes, he'll calm down eventually, and he'll just want to watch Big Fish. Um, <laughs> however, there was one moment where I knew for certain that Katie is nowhere near ready for kids like she thought she was. What did Jimmy do? What did Jimmy now, do? What I love about Jimmy is that, um, especially now he's in the stage where he's more vocal. He is. He's, he's starting to speak more mm-hmm. and stuff, and I'm starting to understand him. And so we had this moment where we're just sitting down watching TV, and he says, Katie, Jimmy poo-poo. And I was like, okay, he's telling me now that it's time that I got to change his diaper. Mm-hmm. Now, any time that I've e- ever had to change Jimmy's diaper, it's only been pee. I've lucked out. Uh-huh. Okay. It's uh. only been pee. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. So then this, I'm like, come on, Katie, we can handle this. All right, let's let's change Jimmy. All right, cool. <laughs> so I'm going in. I'm like, I got this. Everything's good. Got the diaper wipes and everything. Got every, He has horsey because he wants to play with horsey a little bit. Calm him down. And so then I open the diaper. Mm. Y'all, it's massive. <laughs> and it is just, it's not even <sighs> solid. No. No. And I, I'm like, uh, P you, oh. Jimmy? And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> P you, Jimmy? And he goes, So he does this and he's kicking his feet up. Yeah. So I'm trying to hold both of his legs. Yeah. Get up under there. Yeah. I got him like a rotisserie chicken, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the smell, uh-huh. and I have a very Ooh. weak stomach. Uh-huh. Y'all, I, it's hard for me to even go into public restrooms. And Jimmy eats smell. very clean, Kurt of his father. Mm-hmm. So like he has yogurt with hemp seeds. Oh, FYI, wow. hemp seeds come out the same way they went in. So I smell it. And as soon as I smell it, I'm like, <laughs> and the situation's about to go bad, y'all. I was about to throw up and I was like, I can't throw up on Jimmy. Kristen's going to kill me if I throw up on Jimmy. So <laughs> I put my shirt like over my nose because I'm like, that's the only way I'm going to be able to do this safely. Now, is he watching you hide from his stink? Yes. yes. <laughs> you're you're now now you're kid. like a mass robber changing my diaper. <laughs> No, so then Jimmy reaches up and pulls my shirt down. He's like, like, this was just for you. Enjoy it. Exactly. He's like, you're going to smell this. And I'm like, Jimmy, no. So then I try to put my shirt back up and my hair's down. So my hair, I'm like leaning over, trying to change it and all this and wrap this up at the same time. He's like, Katie hair. He starts playing with my hair. And I'm like, Jimmy, no, we got to change you and wipe you down. But it was just a situation where I knew Uh if I didn't cover my nose, I was going to throw up. And I was like, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I'm not ready for kids because I wouldn't want to change my child's diaper. Was it so bad? Because, I mean, sometimes it'll be so massive when you have a little boy. It'll actually, like, it'll get all up in the balls, the twigs, Mm -hmm. and the berries. And so you're having to, like, it it can be a solid night. And I, I mean, his... His stuff is brand Yeah, I remember the first time that I babysat for the dude that I worked with in Washington, D.C. I only could have been, I don't know, 20 at the time, 21 maybe. Um, and 
I was watching his kids and they pooped and I just picked the kid up and I started the bath and I dipped him in the bath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was not gonna change I was not gonna change the diaper. I just started a bath for him, just dipped it in it. <laughs> Seemed clean enough, man. Katie, if it makes you feel better, I don't know what they eat because we do no sugar as well. Something happens in their bodies to make uh, it smell so bad. I have thrown up. Really? Changing it and I threw up so violently my entire neck and shoulders Charlie horsed on me. Because oh, wow. it was so bad. No. Yes. Okay. So you're not parents you're feel not that way too. Okay. No, I think you are ready because you changed this diaper and you didn't yet. Congratulations. But she never has to do it again. <laughs> it's the Bird Show. The Bird Show. I was shooketh because we've been talking a lot about AI and we've talked about chat GPT and how it's writing stuff for people. I had no idea that AI had already invaded social media and that there are AI influencers. What? Yes. There is a person in quotations <laughs> on TikTok, Mila Sophia. She's an influencer, has 100,000 followers on TikTok, okay. and she's not real. She's AI. She's a person that's not a person? She is a person that is not a person. So I've, I found this on Yahoo's In The Know, and she claims to be from Finland, and she'll post bikini pictures from trips to Greece and Bora Bora, um, but she is a virtual influencer and fashion, fashion model generated by artificial intelligence. It looks pretty damn real, though. It looks really? so real. So on her website, it's like, join me on this exhilarating journey as we delve into the captivating fusion of cutting-edge technology and timeless elegance. Okay, yeah, no 19-year-old girl is. <laughs> 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 I should have gave it away. I told you it was fake right there. Right. Now, now, they're not trying to hide this, right? Like, they're open about this. Whoever runs the account, and we don't know who it is, isn't trying to hide the fact that she's an AI creation. In fact, when you're on the... Um, when you're on her looking at her photos, the captions remind viewers that these are synthetic images. Um, and then also there are some viewers who can spot the telltale of AI-generated photos, and apparently that's messed up fingers. So often when AI, you get an AI-generated photo, the fingers are messed up, and that happens sometimes. But... It's crazy now, 100, man. 100,000. And it's not it's not clear, again, who's running the account. And it's also not clear if some of her 100,000 followers even fully understand <laughs> that she's not a real person. <laughs> it does look real. It, right? Mm-hmm. You know what really blows is we've had this conversation about filters messing mm-hmm. with women and even boys, like how they look at themselves. Because you can always put a filter in and smooth your skin. Or influencers won't disclose that they're using filters sometimes, even when they're selling makeup or what have you. And now we have to deal with a fake person who literally is Photoshop incarnate and half the people aren't going to (laughs) realize she's a digital image completely made up. And so they're going to see this and be like, I don't look like her because she's not real. (laughs) No, this makes me so sad for like 14 year old girls who are maybe just getting on social media for the first time because you already feel like you have to live up to the cool influencers of the world who, you know, are traveling and doing all these cool things and look beautiful. And yeah, they're real. But now you have this girl who is... Is basically pushing the beauty standard and you can't even live up to her because well, it's not real. This isn't even new. So when Hayden and I took that uh, trip to Japan for his high school graduation a couple of weeks ago, he was telling me when we were in Japan, there was an anime character and I was seeing her all over the place and I didn't know who she was. So I asked him and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Miku. Um, people like will spend 15, 20, 30 bucks to see her in concert and she fills up uh, arenas, uh, 30,000 seat arenas and she's a hologram. 
So kids are spending their money to go to this concert and just see her in concert, but she's a hologram, and she's been doing this for 14 years. So is she a hologram of like a person who was real at one point or just completely fabricated? Completely fabricated. Let me, because when he told me about this, I looked it up in Rolling Stone, and this is what they said, all right? By almost any measure, Miku is a worldwide pop music megastar. Over her 14-year career, the Japanese diva has uploaded 170,000 YouTube music music videos for 1.55 million subscribers, amassed more than 2.3 million followers on Facebook, released a staggering 100,000 songs. She's collaborated with Pharrell Williams and opened for Lady Gaga. She is a hologram. (sighs) What? (laughs) Yes. I want to know who's behind it and like who's making all that money. So it's a company, and they're really it, it's kind of a little more complicated than that. And the I'm way that sure. they've promoted her is a little bit more complicated that than that. But at the end of the day, she's still a hologram. But for me, like that is an like you know that's an anime character, right? Like you under you're buying into it. For me, it's like almost like taking your kids to see Bluey. You know, and I love watching Bluey dance on stage. It's fantastic. Like, it's the same kind of mentality. Like, oh, your characters from your shows are now on stage. That's awesome. But as an influencer, it feels icky to me. Like an AI influencer, influencers sell you things Mm -hmm. and there's someone you're aspiring to be. And it feels... It feels insidious almost. Like, it, it feels like a bait and switch. It's like, how can you be an influencer... When you physically can't try or go to any of these places, <laughs> you haven't no tried the, prod, the product that you're influencing. You, she wasn't. You can't. In, she can't tell you about Greece. Right. She's, she's never set foot there. Right. She's not real. The more that I'm looking at her social media, the more mm. I don't think that 14 year old girls are her target audience. No. I'm looking at a photo right. that says the work is hard, so I'm taking off my clothes. Right. <laughs> oh. That's pretty much she it. She has a construction yeah, yeah, yeah. hat on. Yep. That's yep. pretty much okay. it. Right. Yeah. The Burt Show. It was a few weeks ago. This is still pretty startling, man. We now have confirmation, even though we've sort of felt it in our gut, that aliens have landed in the United States of America and all around the world. And they got folks that are actually working with the aliens. I mean, they've dissected them. Who knows where they are? But it's a reality now. What's the terminology they're using, Cassie? Because they're not calling them aliens. Because they said they have aircraft and they have bodies of what? Extra dimensional. No, no, excuse me. They're using biologics is what it is because the whole thing is they might not be from space. They may be from an alternate dimension instead. So calling technically calling them an alien or an extraterrestrial is not correct. So they call them non-human biologics. They're also using the acronym UAPs instead of UFOs, which is the other one I remember. Okay. Unidentified aerial phenomena, though I think the P has been updated to something else now. Oh, jeez. Okay. okay. Yeah, anyway, it's a lot. You don't want to offend aliens. the aliens by calling <laughs> them aliens. aliens. Like what, exactly. <laughs> they're they're really not upset. human biologics. You don't want to piss them off not <laughs> knowing what their capabilities are. So okay. with that, Kristen had an idea. So listen, I'm I'm not, I'm, I'm one of those people that you see in the memes that are circulating that I really honestly... Hmm. Sorry, not sorry. Don't care about the aliens. What? I feel like we got a lot of stuff going on down here. What? And I'm just, <laughs> it's. It's so much more interesting to read about this than the other crap going on in the world. You would think, but I just, I, in all sincerity, I don't really care about the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> but I figure since this, everybody, everybody else in here was super stoked about the aliens that I'm like, all right, so they're here. We know they're here. Congress has confirmed that. So you run into an alien. Mm -hmm. Alien lands, knocks on your door, and says, hey, I would like you 
just show me around your place. Mm -hmm. What's the first thing you're going to do with your alien? Okay, I would like to go first. Okay. And I will tell you why. In full disclosure, I completely forgot about this list, even though I did it Uh when you told me to. But I had forgot to do it all day long. And when I finally got to it, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I was super high on Delta 8. <laughs> I know we're all right, which is totally legal. So you're going to do Delta 8 with your alien? Um, no, I didn't put that on the list. <laughs> but you now should. that I'm looking at the list, I was definitely high. <laughs> <laughs> did you put Claremont Lounge and Pink Pony? Uh, I did not. Um, for whatever reason, I thought it would be really funny f- to take an alien to a Dragon Con or a Comic Con. Oh. Okay. Because their, their first time on Earth, they're like, what the hell is all this? That, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay. Um, I also thought it would be really cool to take them to Dollywood. Oh, okay. Um, I wanted to play pickleball with my alien. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you, you want them to destroy the planet? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> Why? What's wrong with that? Pickleball is a very... Okay. They're going to okay. be so intrigued by everything... Earth has uh-huh, They have the technology to travel either between dimensions or across light years, but pickleball is yes. what's going to get it. Pickleball with his hell playing pickleball. <laughs> right. um, I, for whatever reason, thought taking a monster monster trucks would be really fun. <laughs> you were so high when you put this so list together. Uh, Renaissance fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing an alien holding a giant turkey drumstick. <laughs> well, I kind of went there with my last one. I don't know where this came from. I don't even really remember writing it. Uh, I would take my alien, uh, or I would make my alien wear a bolo tie while eating a corn dog or sprayed canned cheese. <laughs> what? what? Oh, he was deep in that delta eight. You were tripping. I honestly don't know if we need to go through anybody else's list. I, I mean, like I that. pretty much got them all covered. You really did. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. All right, Mo, what are you going to do with your alien? Uh, I want to take him to an amusement park just because I want to see him get on a roller coaster and see <laughs> if they react like, really? This, this, <laughs> this is, is nothing. Like, what is this? Uh, to the studio, because I have to be the first artist to have an alien featured on a record. Oh. I feel like that would be fine. <laughs> and um, lastly, I said I would take him to the cow- or Cowboys game. And also hope that they can play quarterback. <laughs> then maybe they can help us win some games. So I would use mine as a ploy to meet all my favorite celebrities. Oh, my God. So I would turn into, like, a mommy blogger. Like, I'm going to start an Instagram account for my alien and make it the first extra-dimensional influencer. And then I'll take it to little restaurants. I'll put it in little outfits. And then all my favorite celebrities are going to see it and be like, oh, my gosh, what can money not buy an alien, and they'll all want to meet me because they'll be like, I want to be friends with Abby and her cool alien friend. Oh, wow. That's that's a good Entertainment Buzz reporter right there. That is. That's living it. I'm nothing if not on brand. That's living the lifestyle. I did a very different take from you guys. I'm going to take my aliens to see beautiful views like the mountains in Jasper, Canada, the beaches in Fiji, Boring. the northern lights in Norway. Then we're going to look at human achievement stuff like the Taj Mahal or go to the Louvre and see the Sistine Chapel. And then we're going to go see the bad parts like um, the largest slum in Pakistan, Chernobyl, the homeless population in L.A., a cancer ward, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, because they will have seen all the beautiful parts. And when I end on the sad stuff, they're going to help us fix it all. I, I feel like we have to do so bad now. I feel like we have to do everything we can 
can to make sure that you don't get the alien. Yeah. Why? Well, That's so great. You want Abby had, wants to dress it in influencer outfits and take it to restaurants. You want to play this, pickleball. You're gonna take this alien to a museum or see yeah. the Northern Lights where who knows where they came from? The Northern Lights is probably nothing to them. Or maybe it's everything. Maybe they're like <laughs> ugly planet is an ugly barren rock and this Chernobyl. is the most beautiful thing they've ever seen. <laughs> no, um so I was going to do the same thing with my alien. <laughs> you're gonna take him to all no, no, no. I wasn't gonna take him to the beautiful parts. I was literally only gonna take them to like the fatberg in the ocean and be like, how can we f-? I was gonna take the alien to all our problem areas to see if they could figure out how to fix it. No, mm-hmm. you put him in a bolo tie and you take him to monster truck. <laughs> <laughs> the bird show. I think my boyfriend is gay. Says the email. That's how it leads right there. She wants some advice. Look, if you've got something going on in your life, you want to share it with Bird Show, Bird Show fam, maybe get you some advice, hit us up at thebirdshow.com. So I need some advice. I think my boyfriend is gay. First off, I have nothing against anyone that's gay. I actually support it. Second, I live in a different state and I've been listening to your show since my 20s. I'm almost 43. So I'm saying I'm a huge fan. I've been with my fiance for almost a decade. Still no marriage. Anywho, he admitted to me in our first couple of years of our so-called engagement that he had relations with a man several years prior to him and I even knowing each other. The only reason he admitted this to me was because when he announced on his Facebook account that he was engaged, some random guy whom I'd never heard my fiance ever mention left him a message on Facebook Messenger and said, Hi, doll. I miss you. I was allowed access to his phone at the time, so I asked my fiancé about this guy calling him a doll. Yeah, it's not often that one guy will refer to another guy as doll. <laughs> I texted Mo yesterday. I didn't say, hey, doll. How you feeling? Today? I don't believe you did. <laughs> it's never too late to start. <laughs> In fact, there were no words at all. There were just a couple of moments. It really was. It took me 10 minutes to figure out what you were asking. <laughs> my fiancé admitted to me that it was a quick fling and that I had nothing to worry about. I quickly let it go as something he tried but didn't like. Well, here I am, almost a decade later, later, still in the fiancé mode. Lately, as in the last year, he leaves my apartment. He lives with his mom, by the way, and goes to a guy's house whom he says doesn't hang out with women. He says this gentleman likes to wrestle with him. And then he told me that he meant to say, arm wrestle. No, he didn't. <laughs> When's the last time you hung out with, like, your your dudes and you guys arm wrestled? Arm wrestled? I was probably 13. Okay. Yeah, been yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah, been a while. Been a while. All right, just checking. And even longer since I wrestled with them. <laughs> <laughs> like, as in never. Right. I'm just surprised we have this letter. She's been with him 10 years, and she has just now mentioned that he lives with his mom. But that's not that's not a problem here. I caught him about four years ago talking with a man at a bar who bought him a drink. I was alone by myself on a patio trying to find him. What should I do? I've tried to make this man happy. I've loved him to the very depths of my soul. But he's full of drama and he's lied to me about the men in his life. To reiterate, I am all for any types of love. But I've spent almost a decade with someone who used to let me see their phone until now. Someone who won't even let me touch his phone, let alone his D, for two years. Okay, Dad, yeah, we got problems. Now we got problems. (laughs) There's a lot of information in just the last (laughs) paragraph of this. What should I do? Sincerely, the fake fiance. Come on, you know what to do. You know what's going on. You you guys haven't done it in two years? She hasn't even touched it in two years. Ah. Yeah. Ah. Woof. That's more than enough information to at least... 
pull out all the stops and have a serious conversation with this man about what's really going on. Yeah, I mean, he clearly is super uncomfortable with what appears to be uh, an attraction to men, right? And we got a lot of circumstantial evidence going on here. For us, it seems clear as day. But I don't know how you feel about it, but if you're open to being in a marriage with a dude that can also date dudes, then I would tell him that. If you're not for that whatsoever, I think you got some decisions to make. And because he was forthcoming and he told her he had had a relationship with a man prior to even knowing her, I feel at this point, you both need to sit down and you need to be like, how do you identify? Because maybe he's gay, maybe he's bisexual, maybe he is somewhere else on the spectrum. Um, So you need to have that open conversation and you need to, and again, I don't think you're going to get anything about being accusatory, but be like, you're, you're doing X, Y, Z. We haven't had relations in two years. You don't longer let me see your phone. Um, there's these other men are like, I can't sit here and wait for a man to marry me that I think is interested in men. At some point it's insulting. Like, I mean, there's so much clear evidence here that when you deny it over and over and over again, it's like, you're almost like insulting my intelligence. Just be honest with me. But the second part of this, I do have some compassion for here. She's been with this dude for a decade. That's a lot of time invested. Mm -hmm. So she wants to hold on with everything she has, but. But you you can't stay with somebody just because you don't want to look at those 10 years as wasted time. No, that's not what I'm inferring, but I'm understanding her desire to try to work around this. Well, it's hard to walk away from someone that you've been with for 10 years, but this relationship is clearly not serving either of you. You clearly want to be married. And if you haven't like even been remotely intimate in two years, he clearly is looking for something else. Maybe it's another woman. Maybe it's another guy. Either way, I know that you're okay with it, but I think it's time to talk about it. Lay it all out on the table. For sure. Especially before you get married. You haven't touched that thing in two years. Y'all got problems. I make sure it's still be the best times. You could have been a little nicer about that. Well, that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> two years. He's rubbing on something. <laughs> the Bird Show. There you are at the mall with your new boyfriend. You guys are doing some shopping and you run into your ex while you're with your current. And then all of a sudden, this shot of not only adrenaline, adrenaline, but also like a small attraction comes back to you, right? Can you fully embrace your new relationship if those feelings are real? I feel like this debate has been going on forever. And me and my two dudes got into a debate about this after I witnessed one of my friends go through it in real time and now I'm kind of confused on which side of it to be on because of the way that the two of them debated this for like a full hour and it started because a friend of mine well we were all out like a group thing and a friend of mine was with his his new love interest they've been dating it's not been too long but it's it's going on like about a year so it's it's long it's long enough and we all went to this place to celebrate one of his accomplishments now, I don't know exactly why his ex was there, but his ex was there. Was she invited or did she just happen to be there at the same location? He says she just happened to be there. Okay. Mm. And I believe him because I don't think he would have put himself in this position yeah. to, to where it would have like probably messed up something with his new interest. Unless somebody invited her without him knowing? Which is possible. Mm-hmm. That, that was a whole other situation that we were trying to figure out. But she claims that it was a coincidence and that's what I guess he was running with. But the issue was, as the night started to progress, like, at first it was like an awkward thing of, 
you know, wow, what is she doing here? How is this going to go? And his new girl didn't know. Like, she doesn't know what his ex looks like. For, so for a while, she didn't even know she was there. That's for the best. Right. So I'm kind of like, I'm enjoying it because I know, and he knows, and my other friend knows, but everybody else doesn't know. So you can literally see just, like, the tension and just mm-hmm. everything wash over him the moment he puts together what's going on. So... I guess she kind of uh, pondered on what the right thing to do was in this situation for a while on if she should come say hello or if she shouldn't. And she actually asked me. She was like, you know, should I say hello or what do you think I should do? I said, let him come say hello. And if he doesn't, then let it be. Like, there's no need to go over there and, you know, let him do his thing. Solid advice. She ain't take it. Okay. Classic. Next thing I know, I saw her walking over and I was like, well, here we go. Mm-hmm. And she taps him on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. All right. So just want to throw this out there as a possibility. I don't think he invited her, but his friends knew. Do you think she found out this was going down and she just happened oh. to be at the same spot? It's a lot of places in this city. It is. To just be hanging out. That's what I think happened. Okay. Like she found out through like third parties or whatever that he was having this like small intimate gathering to celebrate a success. And she's like, hmm, well, maybe I'll just happen to be at the same restaurant at the same time on the same night. Now, Tango. if not, and she really was just there randomly, isn't that the universe putting them together? Possibly. Maybe. Yeah, if it's but random. I, I think her middle name <laughs> might be Universe. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of places in this town. That's true. There's a lot of time in the day to be there at that exact time. Either that's calculated or it's the Universe. And we did think about that when we were trying to figure out if this was kind of like something that was meant to be. So the fact that she walked over there and spoke to him is what made me think that you're right, Kristen, that she probably mapped this entire thing out. She didn't make a scene of it or anything, but she just said hello. Now, I don't think she anticipated him being there with a new girl. I think she figured he would have just been alone or with his boys, and maybe she Mm -hmm. can, you know, see what's going on. Do you know if she's dating anybody? I don't think so. Okay. So she walks over, she says hello, and it was very awkward. So awkward to the fact where I was making fun of my friend because I'm like, you... You could have played that off, like, a little better, but he didn't play it off well at all. You can tell he was, like, disheveled. He was thrown off. Yeah. So the new girl was like, what was that about? And then he he did something else I didn't think he should have did. He was honest, and he told the truth. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> no, don't you do have that. to if she asked you. I don't know why I did that. Yeah, Sometimes, no. 3%, man. There's 3% lies in a relationship. No, that's, that's fine. There's our, those are little white lies. That would be a big lie if he sat there and told her, oh, it's just some girl I know from work. No, you have to be but honest. Back in the day. No. Yeah. <laughs> I would just tell somebody I knew back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, drinks. <laughs> I would have gave her the details later. He gave them to her right there. And Was it a bad breakup? No, okay. it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just one of those like um, we're not for each other mm-hmm. kind of yeah. things. And the rest of the night, you can just feel everything shifted. <laughs> like his focus was kind of on her. The new girl's focus was kind of on her. Well, yeah, duh. I'm going to have mm-hmm. laser eyes on her for the rest mm-hmm. of the evening. <laughs> right. And she sat like not next to us, but in a, from a distance to where you could see we could see each other from where we were both sitting. And I don't know how much his girl noticed it. But I noticed it like he kept looking over there. At first, I thought it was like a uncomfortable thing of like, what is she doing? Where is she? Mm-hmm. But the more he was looking and the more we were drinking, I was like, no, those are I know those eyes. Oh. <laughs> Longing. Huh? Longing. Yes. Those Aww. are spin the block bedroom eyes. I, I know. Them. And so I kind of actually tapped him when I had a chance to and went, 
hey man, stop looking at your old girl as much. Like you, like women pick up on that very, very easily. I was going to ask you if you smacked him upside his head. I, I, hit, him, I hit him on the knee. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, I'm not doing that. It was, it was so obvious. So of course, by the time they got home, they got into an argument over it. And then that's where it all started of where she felt like you can't be that into me if you were sitting in there still looking at her the way you were looking at her. Mm. I agree with that. He yeah. feels like two things can be true. And that's where the debate started of I am into you. I want to be with you. That just threw me off. And yes, we have a history. We had a chemistry. So a part of him, I guess, still likes her. But he doesn't desire her. That was his thing. I don't want to be with her, but I can't sit here and act like I don't still have something for her. That would be a lie. I respect that. But I want to be where I am. And he feels like both of those things can be true, which kind of turned me because I was with you, Bert. I'm like, nah, you can't have somebody new and still have a. But the way he broke it down in such a mature way of like that'll I'll always have something with her. Like she had a piece of my heart. It is what it is. It was real. But ultimately, I'm going for a reason. I chose you. So I don't, he doesn't feel like because I may have had a moment of, wow, she looked good tonight, and a little flashback, that doesn't necessarily mean that he is not completely 100% committed to his new girl. Especially that's the first time they've crossed paths since the breakup, which I'm assuming it is. It is. Okay. And I've never heard him, like, mention her or yeah. really talk about because I did talk about him after, and I'm like, be honest. Like, what? And he's like, you know... I don't want to go back. He's like, I'm not going to sit here and say as a man, if we had a moment, I, I, I would, but he ain't tell his new girl that. Yeah, <laughs> right. But, but, it, but he's saying, I don't want to be with her though. That just was, that's my past. I'm and, still attracted to her, but I don't want to be with her. Right. I'm like out. It, it brought up some feelings. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I need to hear. You would be gone. Yeah. I mean, if he's being authentic and he's still like, let's say 25% of his heart. Cause he said that she'll always have a piece of my heart. Well, how much? 25 percent 25 is too much it's got to be two percent and no more than two percent you would need the numbers yes okay you're yeah. like a gallon of milk over there <laughs> skim no, i'm looking for no fat no love no attraction no, i'm out the bird show